right, we are here with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Ms. Barbie Berg. We are here with my guest host, or co-host, Steve Solberg. Hi, how are you doing? The hilarious, good-looking, fantastic... Uh-huh. Captain Kombucha. Captain Kombucha. I love the booch. He does. And <laughs> he's wearing... Weird. He's looking very like... This is surfer. You kind of beach bum. You kind of look bit. like a pothead right yeah. now because uh, I have kombucha and what are these things called? It's like a poncho, a but poncho, not. Yeah. It's not. But it's uh, not. It's, he got it's it down. The poncho in, pullover that you everybody in Mexico has. Yeah, the it's Mexico like, hoodie. Yeah, so it has yeah. sleeves and stuff, but it's not the poncho. But it's made of that woven material. Yeah, alpaca. <laughs> he just or looks something. like he's just chilling on the beach, <laughs> drinking his kombucha. Oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love beach weddings with moist and I. <laughs> Everybody get cuffed. Totally. <laughs> and we have our producer, Nick Galetti. Hello. And we are here in his fabulous studio that we love. And okay, so we are going to talk about the topic of this is what I call stop jumping to step six. Let me tell you why. So I sent this to Steve and Nick. My dating coaches, Kristen and Lauren... They have a thing that they do at every presentation I've ever seen of theirs, that there are eight steps between, you know, the very initial first time you see somebody and marriage, okay? So let me read you the steps that they say that they are. Steps or phases, right? Yeah, steps, phases. Okay. Sure. Um, Number one, mutual attraction. Number two, questioning and certainty. Three, building connections. Four, vulnerability, vulnerability matching. Five, exclusive commitment. Six, solving problems. Seven, engagement. And eight, entering marriage. Okay? So one of the things that they talk about in every class I've ever been of theirs, and she, (laughs) talking to Kristen, because she is now like my personal dating coach. I'm like paying her and everything. She says the biggest problem is she has to work with people on stop jumping to step six at the very beginning. Like at any point, like you are jumping to step six and that is solving problems. A perfect example was my niece, Bria, that I talked about a couple episodes again. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it to my niece. I forgot. And I was like, hey, I hope it's okay. I talked about you on the podcast. And she's like, nah, I don't care. Whatever. Fine. Do your thing. And did she go back and listen? She went and listened to it. She okay with it? And her boyfriend listened to it and his sisters listened to it. And they all gave me the seal of approval. So, oh, yeah. I was okay. like worried they were going to be mad. And they were like, it was so fun. I'm like, that's right. We're great. So, cool. we talked about that though, because I was like, she really was having such a hard time of like, what if I hurt him? What if I this? What if he's not living close enough? And I had to send this to her, not that this was her tipping point, but I sent her this little screenshot and i'll put this up on our social media of the eight steps and i like circle number six and i said this is what they always have to work with people on you are jumping to number six stop jumping what do they mean by solving problems so solving problems is when it's kind of like well he doesn't live close enough or he doesn't or i'm trying to think of what other examples we have and I feel, I'm sorry, Kristen wasn't able to make it tonight. Is it problems with like that person? Yeah, or like that problems could be, in the relationship, yeah. things like that, like vegetarianism. I told you guys that story about Lauren, right? No. That when Lauren very first started dating this guy, that on their first date, he ordered like a salad or something. And then the next date, he ordered something else that didn't have meat. And so like the third date, she was like, 
are you vegetarian? And he was like, yeah. And it instantly in her head, she's like, this is never going to work. I cannot date a vegetarian. He is going to expect me to make all these different meals. And I eat meat and my family is cattle ranchers. And I'm going to take him to dinner at my parents' house and he's going to turn down a steak and it's going to be offensive and blah, blah, blah. Like her head just, and I would have done the exact same thing. So that's pretty early. Is that what you mean? Like that's jumping to step six is like worrying about stuff like that. Okay. But I have to say I would do the exact same thing because I'd be like, this is not going to work if you are expecting all of these things. So I thought she asked him about it that night. She asked him about it a few dates later. I think they had gotten exclusive at that point, but honestly, I can't remember. And she finally talked to him about it and was like, I have to know why are you like you're vegetarian? Why? And he said, oh, it's because my sister has MS and they have found if you have MS and you take away any meat, it actually helps your symptoms quite a bit. And my sister didn't want to do it by herself. And so she asked if I would do it with her. And she's like, oh, that's so different than what I was expecting. And, And so she like talked to him like, well, would you expect me to make a separate meal for you? And he's like, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. And she said, well, if you came to my family's house and they served steak, and he said, she said, he looked at her and said, I would eat steak every day if it meant getting to be with you. And I'm like, oh, good answers. All of the things. But there are plenty, I know people out there, they're like, I will never eat a steak and don't ask me to. That's great. That's totally fine. But she's like, if I had automatically rejected him then, A, before talking to him about it. Right. Or B... You know, like just in general, just been like, nope, we got to go. She's like, I would have missed out on these great things. So step six is just a big thing of you're just jumping ahead so fast Mm. of things that you don't want to do. So if we go through these things like mutual attraction, that's just the basics. Either you swipe up or you see each other across the room and your eyes lock and it's magical, whatever. You're attracted to the person. You're both attracted to each other. Questioning uncertainty That is more of, like I like to say, what they taught me was, do I want to spend 30 minutes with this person? Do I want to spend an hour with this person? That's all you do with the first couple dates is, do I want to spend another hour with them? If you're like, no, absolutely not, then great. But if you're like, yeah, I could do that, that's kind of more of what that is. Building connections, that's more on what do you have in common? What do you see for your futures? Blah, blah, blah. Vulnerability matching is probably what I think is the most important thing. Because as you each can be vulnerable with each other, that's where the true connections come from. But matching? Matching. So what that Not means is like- Not just understanding where you're vulnerable, but finding areas where you're both vulnerable? So what it means is like, you can't have one person who's like, I'm going to tell you everything about me and I'm going to be super vulnerable and the mm. other person doing, oh, my dog died when I was younger and I don't want to talk anymore about it. And that's all you're getting out of me. So you want to be at the same comfort level. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then the exclusive commitment and then solving problems. That's where you really can. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't going to be red flags in there. Like, you definitely could. Like, if he has a drinking problem or things like that, there are obviously going to be red flags. But if you're kind of talking yourself out of things, building scenarios in your head, that's where you have to stop and take yourself back. So solving problems as step six, specifically coming before number five. Well, or any, I think people are jumping to step six almost immediately. Well, sure. But I'm yeah. saying, I think the reason that it's material is that it's, it's, or why people jump to step six is because they're afraid of step five. They're afraid of becoming exclusive with someone that may have 
a problem. Who, uh, all I these unknowns. That. I mean, you're not if you don't match vulnerability wise, it's still probably a little easy to sure to back out. But once you've gone exclusive, yeah, I think people have a very different level of fear, and I guess maybe that's why they don't want to get too exclusive if they can't fix <laughs> yeah fix these other problems beforehand. Why why jump in if he lives in the East Coast mm-hmm. and you know is too far away? Why get into that commitment level? So that's interesting that you bring that up. There, I'm. I belong to a couple of the Facebook singles groups. I don't love them. They, a lot of people are the ones that it's kind of just like with online in general. The people that are the most vocal are the ones that you're like, please stop being so vocal. But somebody had arranged to do. It was like speed dating, but it was virtual as well as in person. Mm. So like people across the country could also participate. And I'm like, that's actually kind of an interesting idea. I don't know. I kind of like that. And some guy posted in there and he was like, I don't think this is fair. What about those of us who aren't willing to date outside the state and we're not given being given fair opportunities? It was just like this weird rant. And it was like, okay, the, then That's not don't. the only way to date, dude. And that was the thing. I'm like, <laughs> take it down a notch there, buddy. Yeah. You're getting a little crazy pants. Um, Why is he feeling targeted? <laughs> and that's what I couldn't understand it's is weird. I'm like, you're acting like you're being personally attacked right now. Yeah. So just don't participate it's in this. the people who are outside the state who are probably desperate to yes. interact. Who are with- like, please. And you don't know that they're like, they might be like, if I found the right person, I will move across the country. Yeah. I actually know a lot of people that would move for it. But it was strange because he was acting like he was being personally attacked for it. And I'm like, okay, so obviously something else is going on with you. But those are kind of problems. Well, and I, I, again, I'm bringing it up in the context of why would someone want to move to step six so early? What's the reasoning behind that? What's the motivation? And it's I think, not well, that they want to. I don't know to. that it's on purpose. No. I, I think it's more like, I think it's actually a little bit of a human characteristic uh-huh. that we we enjoy problem solving. I mean, even <laughs> us trying to figure out why we jump to sex, step six is maybe part of it. But okay. it's like, I think it's that people are wanting almost a little bit of conflict and for some reason seeking out that conflict before they really should be, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the value that they may bring to it, that they can fix things, that they can solve Yeah, maybe, because it's fun to fix. And they think that's like... See, but I actually find it to be the opposite. When they have to work with people on jumping to step six, it's because people are wanting to bail. Oh, oh okay. so they're using it as an excuse. Or as they're just getting they're in out. their own heads. And it's just oh. kind of, yeah. So it's not like, oh, I want to fix problems. No, it's like, oh, these could be things that are going to take us down and I'm bailing. I'd rather find out earlier before it could hurt. Correct. <clears throat> well, yeah. if the next step after six is engagement, you this is that is very serious, right? I mean, yeah. that's you're, you're saying, I'm trying to set the stage for what will be our long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go into that if all these problems are out of whack. <clears throat> yeah. It's almost like getting all your credit in order before you get a loan on your house. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, 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 I think I see wisdom in doing some of that for sure. But so it's the jumping to it that's, that's problematic because it's killing it. Yeah. You, you need to build a relationship that can withstand the pruning that, that will take place. I'm Is writing it? that down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't prune a plant too young. You'll just kill it, right? It's got to grow enough before you can 
can do that. I never really kind of put it in those terms before. That's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. But just kind of like you are getting ahead of yourself. You are creating scenarios in your head. Like, what if I hurt him? What if I do this? What if he's a vegetarian and he wants me to make all these different (laughs) meals and he wants me to do this and he wants me to do that? And it's really, it's it's not because she's saying people are going into it intentionally in a positive way. They're, they're, they're using it as a way as like, I'm bailing, I'm bailing, or I don't want to be a part of this. Well, it does bring anxieties to the surface. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a kind of a test too mm-hmm. for the other person. How are they going to handle my crazy? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't Which, know. As we know, like that's something that I have been scared of. Like- What, someone going crazy? No, somebody, how are they going to do with my crazy? (laughs) Because so far, my track record ain't good. (laughs) I don't know, Steve. What do you think about this one? Oh, I mean, I think I do jump to step six myself. Yeah. I think all of us do. Not all of us, but because there is safety in it, in that, I mean, honestly, if... There is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. jumping to step six... Yeah, because you're going to be pretty... uh, So the steps, if you're not uh, seeing this in front of you, it goes mutual interaction, question uncertainty, building connections, vulnerability, matching. Uh, Exclusive commitment is step five. And so that's a pretty serious... Like, you're dedicated, you have feelings involved. Mm -hmm. And so jumping to the problems right away can be like, oh, good. Yeah. Like a relief because then you didn't have to because your your heart will get broken if you get to step six and it doesn't work out. One of the things I do like about the steps though is that it allows a little bit of pragmatism into it mm-hmm. because sometimes I think we run so much with like the romantic version of relationships and um that can be probably some of the scariest stuff. Mm. And and so when so much romance is involved, you I think you do tend to get very skittish and eager maybe to find a reason to bail. Um, do you think that this happens in really positive, powerful relationships where you're like, this is amazing. This is almost so amazing. I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall. There's got to be something that's going to be wrong with this. Let's just get to it. Let's just find where this is not as good as I think it is because all my other relationships have been failures. Mm-hmm. So let's just get to it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe. I think that could be very much a subconscious thing. Yeah. Or- if I knew, I'd be able to be smarter, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Is this something like we, we haven't really jumped into this much, but... When you're talking with your friends about your relationships, Mm -hmm. is this something that you should talk with your friends with and just say, have your friends walk you through this and and say, hey, dude, or hey, whoever you are, you seem like you're jumping to step six Mm -hmm. here. I mean, is this a tool that could be used that way? I think so. Like, Like if you're not even exclusive, why are you even talking about this? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I can see that. Yeah, that'd be good to be able to help people understand mm-hmm. that they are jumping ahead. Um, and and they might be, don't even have to know the steps per se, but it would be easy to, enough to say, that's something you should talk about maybe when you're more exclusive. Yeah. And uh, until then, don't worry about it, man. I 
it's something that I find myself always needing to calm down on things where I'm like, hey, doesn't mean you're married, man. Doesn't mean <laughs> like anything. And even if you are, people change. They grow. Yeah. <laughs> Problems solve themselves over time and you get to work on them together. And that's the beauty of a relationship. Yeah. Is you have that friend that, what was it that Jennifer Finlayson Pfizer, the friend that that walks, you know, life through or you through your life side by side. What did she call it? Now the I'm all getting all the footprints in the sand. Is yes, that, that no, one. Sorry. Yes, your spouse carries you. Keep talking. I'm looking for something in my text from her. Well, it's just I guess the, <clears throat> to me, I I think one of the reasons that I got engaged to Heidi was that I had someone. They didn't have this list, obviously, but they they kind of said you're there mm -hmm. you know you're you're already here you're at exclusive yeah and just kind of calling me out on where we were at with things and not letting me kind of fester back in a different phase yeah either right like this isn't obviously about all the the different steps but um if you are if you are solving problems ahead of things there's a good chance that you might be you may have skipped some very important steps yeah right not that problem solving is bad mm -hmm. obviously it's, it's part of this these stages but it's maybe reminding people maybe you should go back and see if step three has been done mm -hmm. maybe you should go back and see if step four has been done then then worry about these other ones yeah and, and not be you know you don't have to be a slave to this but i mean yeah you don't need to get in your own way why would you do that why would you get in your own way? Because it's our, I think it's our natural impulse to do that. I think also the older we get, like we've been hurt. We, you know, we go through these things that. Yeah, I but think you're, sometimes you're hurt because you're getting in your own way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, but I think. You're, you're repeating the problem. Oh, yeah. But like, I'm hyper aware. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, that's why we're single. <laughs> Well, that's not. I like my mistakes, true. and I do them several times. <laughs> <laughs> They're very fun. Oh, Practice so, like, makes perfect. I had texted Kristen about my niece because I was like, maybe she can give her some advice. She's like, "What's up with your niece?" And she said, um, "She's she's right, like, well, what's up with your niece?" The, was she listening to the episode too and having you talk about her? No. Niece? Oh. <laughs> This was back then because oh, I was okay. like, maybe she can just give her some advice. She's like, well, what's up with her? And I said, oh, she's back from her mission. She's an amazing guy that likes her. She's freaking out and pushing him away. And she ended up calling me, but she said, yeah, that's the tale as old as time. That's what everybody does. Jumping <laughs> step six. Yeah. Jumping. And it's like jumping ahead. Well, what if we don't get married? What if we don't do these things? Do you want to go on another date with the person? That's it. Well, that maybe that's what step six is, is the what ifs. Managing the what ifs. <clears throat> that's nicely put. Well, I mean, it's what it, the way you described it right mm -hmm. now. That's what it seems like. She just started going into the all these contingency things. It's like, look, let's be real simple and yeah. practical here. If this is a good person, if this is, let's put it in air quotes, the mm -hmm. right person, that someone that you could have an, an amazing relationship with, then this isn't. This is just where you do your work. Mm -hmm. Not a reason to say no, a reason to run away. This is where you do your work. It was funny. We had a open door into our life. We were at therapy the other day mm -hmm. um, with my daughter's therapist, and we were trying to figure out what we should do um, with with how to be better parents. If you should keep her. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick her out, put her on the store, doorstep. Um, but it was how, to, how can we be better parents to her? Because 
she's got ADHD and depression and, and we're trying to f- manage that environment, which is complicated. But as we were talking with the therapist, she said, essentially, you guys are parents and you are not going to be perfect at it. Mm-hmm. No one is perfect parent. You are going to screw up. Everybody's parents screw up. Yep. In some way mm-hmm. or another, everybody's parents screw up. No matter how great you think your parents are, they have scarred you. Yeah. But the best way to look at that is where they messed up is where you get to see where you can do your work. Mm -hmm. So you as a person can now work on these areas that your parents screwed you up in. And so if you go, hey, my parents screwed me up here, great. Now you know where to work on yourself. The same thing can be said with relationships. If you're problem solving, what if, what if this, what if that, then you know where you need to work on it. Mm -hmm. And if you love this person, be excited about working on it with them. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to grow together. It is where you two can work together to build something amazing. And I wish we had learned that lesson a lot earlier because we would have saved ourselves a whole bunch of you know stress. Yeah, It doesn't change who we would have married, but I think we would have saved ourselves a lot of stress if we realized all of these what-ifs are things that you deal with together. And the more you try and use it as an excuse, the more you're just going to break things apart. It doesn't mean that the relationship's bad. It just means you're screwing it up. And, you know, we often sabotage all sorts of stuff in our life. doesn't mean we need to, but this is just one way we do. Yeah. And, and it, it's not just romantic relationships either. You can do that with your job. You can, you can jump to step six with your job very oh, easily. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I got into the habit of, it was like every job I had, it was like I was planning long term. I'm going to be with this company forever. <laughs> I like with the bridal store, I'm going to buy this company. This is what's going to happen. And not saying those were bad things necessarily, but it definitely didn't prepare me for when everything got flipped upside down. So I think you, I needed to find a balance. But then looking back at it, I'm like, I never should have been in that mindset. And then the other company I worked for, I was like, yeah, I could see like being a member of the board and I want to do this and long term. And now I'm like, I'm just looking one year at a time, one year at a time, maybe five at the most. But and that's career wise. I'm not talking about like relationships and stuff, because obviously I'm looking for something that we would get married and be together forever. But I very much had myself in this weird mindset with work of, yes, this is going to be it forever. Instead of just being like, let me see what I can learn. Is this benefiting me? Am I giving is the company still happy with me? And when we're both done, we need to both be done. Like, and that's an okay thing. Um, and I didn't do that for a long time. It cost a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> a lot. We, we can't be so afraid of heartbreak. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen in all sorts of lives. We're, we're going we're gonna to be heartbroken because we're single. We're going to be heartbroken because there's a stress in a, in a relationship. <laughs> there's going to be hard times, whichever phase you're in. So why not embrace the upsides that mm-hmm. you can have as well? And I think that... Um, when we problem solve too early, according to this map, yeah. I think um, I think if we can recognize that that's happening, maybe that's actually a good thing mm-hmm. in the sense that you go, hey, look at that. I'm problem solving. Yeah. I see that there's potential here. That's why I'm A, problem solving, and B, maybe trying to kill it because there's something worth killing. Yeah. Or there's something to kill, yeah. I should say. Um, but because... I don't know. You've probably been in relationships. You're like, well, I feel nothing. (laughs) I'm not problem solving because I don't care. Yeah. But if you're problem solving, it can actually be a sign that you want it to work and that Mm -hmm. you see something good in it. 
it's just maybe out of time. That's all out of order. Yeah. I think, and I'm only speaking for me as a woman, I know my brain, I automatically just go too fast, like scenarios and stuff like, well, could I marry this person? Could I do this? Da, 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 da. And it's like, and I tend to either talk myself out of it or get too excited about somebody. And it's like, I just need to take a step back from that in general mm. that I need to, hey, I really enjoyed this date with this person. Maybe I could see, how did this person make me feel? How, how do I feel about myself? How do I make them feel? You know, those things where those aren't things I normally used to think of. Steve, thoughts? As for, uh, well. I don't know. I just, you've been quiet tonight. So no, I that's just, all right. Figured I'd uncomfortably That's put the attention Steve on thinks. you. Sometimes I think. <laughs> Sometimes he thinks. <laughs> Not often. <laughs> Not always. Not just all jokes with Steve. Well, that's what we hope it is, but I don't know. <laughs> that's what um, we paid for. I don't have any thoughts that are not going to feel forced. Um, okay. But, but yeah, I, I'm just listening and agreeing with a lot of what you, you guys are saying where... Um, yeah, I, who who knows why we do the jump ahead, but I think it's helpful to be able to recognize it when you are super um, helpful, and uh, and then able to just kind of go, just relax, mm -hmm. do the steps, and then let that work itself out. Yeah, and maybe if it's meant to be, great. If it's not, that's also great. Yeah, like but you did it in a good order rather than a hatchet job too quick mm -hmm. kind of thing. You built a foundation first instead of the other way so well and maybe it's you know you talk to the majority of people that are married or whatever and you ask them like well how do you know this person was the one or and almost all of them will be like it was just really easy it was very easy mm. to be with them i very much enjoyed being with them i felt like i could be myself with them like things progressed and naturally it wasn't ultimatums every other day and we're fighting all the time and we're this and we're that like and so maybe it's just a matter of us just stepping back and being like, let's just see how things progress naturally. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think you want to be with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean, well, and here's the problem with the problem solving. It, it almost feels like, again, you're kind of getting into this transactional space of, I need you to be what I need you to be. Yes. Instead of, let's just grow together. Let's mm -hmm. just see where we go and kind of let the, let, I don't want to say nature take its course, but every relationship grows mm -hmm. as long as you want it to. Mm -hmm. But in the case of a serious or more marriage-like like relationship, I think you're dealing with a situation where the fundamental question you need to ask is, do I want to be with her? Yeah. Do I want to be with him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. And yeah. then, then keep going. Keep going. Let's see where this goes. Let's yeah. see what happens. But don't be afraid of it. Yeah. You know, you don't be afraid of problem solving, but don't also, it's kind of reeks of expectations of, I need to set this expectation that the person that I'm going to marry is X, Y, Z. And so now that we're exclusive, yeah. you need to fit that mold. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, so problem solving still has to be done in the right way. Just because it's on the list doesn't mean that you have to manicure the other person to such a degree that they're... Not even themselves anymore. That they're not that person, yeah. Um, but at some point, you know, you have to be able to say, hey, you um, you pass gas a lot. <laughs> and I get it. You're human. You don't chew your food. <laughs> and so maybe what you could do is you could go in the other room <laughs> when, when you do that. Random. Well, I'm just trying. 
just trying to problem solve with with a very real life situation that that people have. Um, but uh, I, <laughs> I've never had that discussion. I have I, not I'm either. Just, but but it could happen. No, the, just the reality of, of, of you. It's okay for you to have conversations where you express your wants mm-hmm. and what you kind of envision. But it's when they come as ultimatums. You're not problem solving in that point. You're yeah. you're trying to say. I, these things are important to me. Mm-hmm. If they're not a big deal to you, could we work together on that? Yeah, kind of thing. But I, I don't know. It, maybe the farting thing was a bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's always Steve, good to talk Steve farting. Will never turn down a fart conversation. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a boy. In fact, that would be probably what I should bring up. Is like we don't talk about farting enough. <laughs> That's a problem for me. I need to be able to. <laughs> What's your position? That's that. the it should be in the. Pre-date questionnaire. What's your position on farting? On farting. We need to talk about this. Or what did you call it as a family, as a kid? Ooh, that's true. Because <laughs> you probably didn't just say farting. Um, we did. I you think, did? Yeah. I, I tried to get would. that one passed as a kid. I remember at dinner, I brought it up. I was like, fart is actually <laughs> an acronym. <laughs> For fecal air rectal transmission. No! (laughs) And that's why we should be able to say fart, because it's scientific. And my parents said, no, it is not. And I said, you "You are right. (laughs) Wait, so what would your parents let you say? Um, it was bummy burp. They said, oh no, that was gas. Bummy burp? That was another person that I grew up in, in, in my ward. It was bummy burp. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. My dad would say had air. <laughs> had air? <laughs> Did you have air? Flatulence? Did you have bad air? Bad air. Yeah, it was not bad just air. air. Bad air. <laughs> oh, that's bad air, huh? <laughs> it almost sounds like something a Canadian would say. Bad air. It's bad air, eh? Oh, that's bad air. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think that should be added to everyone's step six. Talk about farting. but What's your policy on passing gas? So it is interesting, though, because as LDS people, we tend to talk about big things sooner than regular. Fair which enough. I'm not saying it's necessarily good or bad, but kind of like we're going to talk about non-religious dating. You don't really talk about a lot of the big things up front or even for a while, like a long while, like... Do you want kids? How do you feel about actually getting married? Blah, 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 blah. That's why you see people dating for seven years and it ends up in a, you know, an ultimatum and then divorced a year later. And and so there's actually this lady on TikTok. Yes, TikTok. I know. You, uh-huh. I love it so much. What's the night? But she was talking about, she's like, we all need to change this whole playing the game thing. She said, it's okay to ask some of the big questions on night one. Because she said, if you are, I'm not saying you have to marry me, but what are your thoughts on marriage? And if she says, it's something I very much want to do. And he says, I absolutely never want to get married. She's all, we can both just say, good, let's not waste each other's time. Best of luck to you. And it was, and I was like, that's true. Oh my gosh. And not, see, and I'm just used to like LDS people. I don't know any LDS person that's like, I never want to get married. I just don't know anybody like that. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. They're out there, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that many, but they're out there. Okay. But it was interesting because so I started reading her comment section because there was tens of thousands of comments. And so many women were like, this would have saved me years. 
this these conversations honestly would have saved me years. Mm. Like, do you want kids? Not saying how many, blah, blah, blah. Do you even want children in the future? Again, because if you're very different was on that, that one of the examples for mm-hmm. her? Oh, really? For Say her, that was, on night, night one. Yeah, it was like the big stuff. So it was like the two that I really remember were, do you want to get married one day? Do you want children? There was something else. I think she said, ask about religion. Like, are you religious? Are you wanting to be with someone religious? And I'll have to look for the other things. But she's like, normally in non-religious dating, I mean, you don't talk about that stuff for months. Mm. Like, like you very much, like, it's normal and kind of, like, push to have sex by the third date, but not to talk about if you want to get married. So you've been together for, like, a year plus. And it's like, how is that working? Well, it's not in some cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, again... Marriage is not the only indication that yeah. something's working. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, to get back to the the jumping to, to number six thing with the mm-hmm. problem solving, I think that there is something to be said in determining who the person is yeah. to see how they problem solve. Mm-hmm. If it is always, these are your problems and this is how I'm going to solve them for you. Yes. That's not a very comfortable dynamic. Mm-hmm. But if it's, hey, I noticed that you... Um, you know, you you do X, Y, Z for a living, and I do X, Y, Z for a living, and it feels like we're not going to see each other a lot or whatever. How mm-hmm. how would that go? You know, how how would our relationship make it through something like that? How would we work together to make certain – I think maybe that's the way you should always question or phrase your problem solving. How would we address this? Yeah. Because if you're going into it with a – this is where you don't meet my absolutely my expectation. It's that's a that's not problem solving. That's problem creating. You know something that I think just a random thought that I had that I think maybe we should talk about sooner rather than later in a light way of is what is your communication style? Like mouth. Yes. Not me. Oh, no. actually no, there's a lot of nonverbal. <laughs> yeah, there's farting. Farting. I don't know why my sense, brain went to farting. <laughs> Pheromonal. <laughs> no, but there is body language. Sorry, yeah, your communication style. Yeah. But what doesn't this go? It sometimes that goes back to that. There's that Jack Donaghy meme, right? Where Liz Lemon is like, yeah. What are the kind of questions that makes guys run the other way? <laughs> yes. And he goes, That's an excellent question. And the answer is questions well, like that. Conversations <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> Because I do hate the, like, I need to know if I, uh-huh. like, wh- what's your love language? And I always think my love language is not taking love language <laughs> quizzes. <laughs> right. I had that. someone say the other day, that doesn't fit my personality type of this and this. I'm like, what is this, a horoscope? Yes. Yeah. Just, will you park that and be a dynamic human being that doesn't fit into a, one of six categories, please? Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. that like I'm sure the books are helpful, but I don't want to take Mm-mm. unless it's like what Star Wars character or whatever. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. I want to know. Yeah. But even then, it's just a ploy to get my mm-hmm. email. But <laughs> <laughs> and your contact list. Yeah. But I do I do think like learning what kind of what kind of communicator you are because like you know you hear the old wives not an old wives tale but that old thing of like, don't go to bed angry. And I'm like, you need to let me go to bed angry because nine times out of 10, I will go to sleep and wake up and go, oh, that was a dumb thing to be mad about. 
And instead of letting it get to a blown up fight the night before, it's like, just let me, let me have some time. Yeah. It's it's the deal breaker side of it. Yeah. That it feels like people ask questions that are masking, mask is problem solving, but really Mm -hmm. all they're doing is just finding ways to break things off. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Absolutely. the, The idea of, let me find ammo of where this could go wrong instead of, hey, I want to know your communication style so that I can communicate with you. I just had a thought. You know how you said, like, maybe it's us because we see potential in someone that we're afraid of getting hurt subconsciously and things that we're looking for reasons. And I just thought of that in the opposite way of how often are we interested in someone and we get really excited about them and we kind of, like, not create something in our minds, but we get excited and we're like, well, I'm willing to go past, like, put to the side this thing about you that is a glaring red flag, but because I'm excited about you. So maybe it is actually when we, like, we shouldn't be putting those things to the side for those people. Those are the people that we shouldn't actually be with. Maybe it should be, if we're finding excuses not to be with them, maybe it's somebody we need to take a look at and say, why am I subconsciously putting this, pushing this person away? Maybe they have great qualities or I'm scared. Well, but see, I think the difference there being is that that's not problem solving. Yeah. That's that's where you're you're going through this step of trying to find your I mean, you that's number 2. That's where you're questioning and you're un, and you're dealing with uncertainty. But this is where I'd like clarification from Kristen because when I've gone and like when I've called her and been like, "I don't know, I'm feeling kind of this way and this way and this way." She's always like, "It's step 6. Stop going to step 6." She's not saying, "Yeah, you're definitely in step 2. You're questioning." No, but I'm yeah. saying what you described right now sounded like yeah. more like questioning to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This I don't know. isn't we'll my have, list. We'll have Kristen come on sometime. She's sorry she couldn't be here. They had, dinner reservation. no, right. they had dinner reservations. No, they had dinner reservations at Ruth's Chris. Ooh. Oh my, someone's oh. got money. I hate the name of that place. Ruth's Chris. It's weird. Yeah. You know it's why? Horrible. Why? Because it was Chris's steakhouse, but it was bought by Ruth. So when they when Ruth brought bought yeah. out Chris's, it's Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Because it's different than just Chris's steakhouse. Maybe it's the S at the end of Ruth that I just hate. I get it that is grammatically. Why correct. couldn't she it's just say gr- Ruth's steakhouse? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like she I didn't even know Chris's Chris, so. yeah, Chris's must yeah. have been a really big but steakhouse. I hate, I hate that S. Ruth's Chris. Believe in yourself, Ruth. That's what we <laughs> Ruth had too much money. <laughs> yeah. And did not have someone did not do some good marketing for her. Oh, but she is well known because I think I'm not the only one that hates the name. Anyways, that was a nice little <laughs> sidetrack. So we will have Kristen on here, but we want to know your thoughts about these steps that she's talking about. We will post a picture of this on Facebook and Instagram so you guys can see what we're talking about. And we will have more to come. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs>